Yeah, let's have reflection, please. Reflection, please. No. Yeah. Dr. Party, my, my notes is messed up, but I'll do the best I can. Um, last if we look at the tenth son of Jacob. Uh the sixth son was blessed immediately after the fourth son was blessed you looked at genesis uh, chapter 30 from verse 19 to 20. it was very interesting the way leah named her children we looked at zebulun which she stated, god has presented me with a beautiful dowry my husband will dwell with me The, the birth of uh, Zebulun was another interesting era. And um, Reuben brought mandrake, which was a fertility plant to the house. And um, Rachel, you know, could not conceive. And uh, she believed that if she got the mandrake, if she took the mandrake, she would conceive. So um, Leah, you know, gave her the mandrake and she conceived, you know, Leah, it was agreed with, bo with both of them it that- It was Reuben, Reuben, not Leah, Reuben. Reuben, Reuben brought Mandrake. Sorry, Dr. Polly, my notes is mixed up. I don't know what I wrote, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, she Rachel conceived, not Rachel, uh, Rachel wanted the Mandrake, so she, you know, she conceived and she at one point went to Jacob and she said, give me kids lest I die. And um, he said, oh, my God, to give you kids. Rachel later on, you know, she conceived and she had Joseph. Uh, it was in the midst of a fierce rivalry between two sisters. Zebulun was the 10th child for Jacob, but the sixth child for Leah, as I stated earlier, she was given her, she was given her children. Leah was given her children names of fight, quarrel, rivalry, jealousy, and envy. How do we create rivalry in our children? We create rivalry in our children by the things we say, you know, in the presence of our children, how we bad talk others in the presence of our children, how we say negative things about others in the presence of our children. We create rivalry in our children by giving them bad impressions of other. And um, you talk about the, uh, the woman who described the pastor wife as trash because the pastor wife 
wasn't able to conceive. You said she had three children of her own, uh, two girls and one, one son. You said the son eventually was paralyzed and the two girls until today never conceived because of you know what she was saying you know about the pastor wife so we have to be careful about what we say about others you know because sometimes we say negative things about others that turn you know become a curse into our lives what we think and say secretly will always come out openly so we have to be careful of even what we say in secret you know about others Rachel died and did not see the greatness of her son Rachel Rachel made some negative comment from her, her mouth, you know, one which he asked her husband to give her kids unless she, you know, die. Another time was when uh, she took her father idols and um, she sat on them and her father came. He stopped them, you know, and they were out. And, you know, he was asking about his idol and she sat on them and she, you know, did not, you know, get up. You know, because she made them believe that she was having her, you know, menstrual cycle. And, um, you know, her father cursed, you know, curse her. He put a curse of death. He opened his mouth and he said curses of death upon her. So that was a second time. I cannot remember the third time, Dr. Polly. But, um, <clears throat> you know, she died prematurely, you know, because, you know, curse of death was hovering over her life. One which, you know, she said she, a negative utterance that she made out of her mouth that I don't think or I'm not sure if she repented of it. And, um, you know, a curse that came from her father. So we have to be careful about, you know, what we say out of her mouth. You know, her son Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt. And, you know, she didn't, you know, she was not alive to see that. The meaning of Zebulun uh, means to dwell, to endow, to honor, good gift. It is not only the meaning of the names we give our children, but also the negative things which we planted in their minds. You know, we give our children negative names. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when we call, you know, that name, you know, we, you know, we, um, we call in for the negative, the negative part of the names or the negativity in their names that we given to them. And then, um, as Dr. Paulina said, and I said earlier, I mentioned earlier, that sometimes it's, you know, because of the things that we planted in, in, in their minds, you know, the negative things that we plant in their minds. Leah was consistently intelligent, but she used her intelligence for wickedness. Regardless of the negative their names represent, God will turn their names to good. When the, the third thing that I remember now that Leah uh, did was uh, she wanted to name her uh, Benjamin when he was, you know, born, Benoim. You know, she gave birth to Benjamin, you know, when she was about to die and she wanted to name him Benoim. And Jacob immediately turned it around to Benjamin because uh, Benoim had ne negative, if I may use the word, connotation, negative, you know, there was some negative in his name. And, um, you know, Jacob didn't accept that name. He turned it around to Benjamin. We should uh, let the best of our life used to raise our children. For some of us, our lives are our legacy where we have to hand over a baton. And handing over the baton is like running a relay where we must hand over to the baton to someone else, you know, to continue, you know, the legacy, you know. Uh, 
whatever we give to our children must have the fear of God in it for them to prosper. And um, Dr. Pauline talked about a passport even on Sunday during a message where she said a passport is our salvation which permits us to enter into heaven, you know? A visa is required to enter heaven. A visa means you are honorable and worthy to enter heaven. Jacob was strong and the strength he maintained causes God to change the, 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 the children's name to mean something good. And, you know, we could take a look at Jabez because, you know, once again, Jabez uh, name, you know, didn't mean good either, but Jabez didn't sit with that. He said, oh God, if you would bless me, you know, his name didn't mean blessing, but he wanted a blessing. And he seek God. He asked God to bless him. So regardless of what negative uh, the name meant, God did bless him indeed because he asked for blessing. He, uh, you know, he wanted to be honored. So people can respond to salvation, but never know the meaning of it. You know, we, you know, people can go to church. They sit in church. They hear the word of God over and over again. But what is it doing in us? What part of it are we walking away with? Is it, you know, is it resonating in our spirit or our hearts? What we hear and how do we apply it to our lives? You know, was a question that Dr. Pauline, you know, brought forth. You know, when we go to church, we hear the word of God, but sometimes it doesn't do anything for us. Our behavior, our character and our attitude does not change. Um, if we are born again, we must go through the process of being born again, which is correction. You know, when we come to a place where we are being corrected, you know, we shouldn't, you know, like get upset because we are corrected. We shouldn't want to run away because we are corrected. We shouldn't want to go away because we are corrected, you know, run away from where God planted us because in doing so, you know, we leave ourselves open you know, for the enemy to plunder us. And, you know, in doing so, are we going to make it into heaven? Because when we abort our uh, divine assignment and we embrace our secular assignment, which one is going to get us into heaven? Not the secular assignment, but our divine assignment. So when we are corrected, we shouldn't take offense. We shouldn't get angry. We shouldn't get bitter but we should just use it as a learning tool to help us to grow in the Lord, in his grace. Uh, uh, Rachel had a weakness, but Jacob maintained the strength. And um, Reverend Peace, I took on that because Reverend Peace asked a question. You know, no, she made a comment rather. She said, um, you know, sometimes it's a, uh, she said, Jacob was the strength of the marriage. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we are going through challenges in our marriage and um, there's one strong and there's one weak, you know, one might have the strength because, you know, they, you know, they delve into the word, study the word and, you know, and walk in God's grace and the other one might not get there yet. Or even if they are, one is always strong. So then, you know, when we know better, like when the trouble comes, instead of running away, instead of getting angry, instead of, you know, doing things that are angry and saying, you know, cause us to be more angry rather and saying stuff that will offend and make others, you know, you know, feel offended, then we should stand on the word. We should use the word of God because, you know, I rely on the scripture where it says, you know, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any, 
two-edged sword. And sometimes we have some things in us that need to go out of us for God to use us or we choose to use us. But, you know, when we begin to read the word of God and we stand on the word of God, it will help us to grow in God's grace. And that's what I walk away with from what last week, Dr. Polly, my note is not right, but please forgive me for not having it right. Thank you. Shall we appreciate her? All right. Who else? Who else? Reflection from last week, please. Reflection from last week, please. May I have another person? Should I start calling names? Okay, I'll start calling names so that everybody will say something. Okay, Sister Nisha. Whose number is uh, 347 This number will be Maryland, 130-1559-1419. Okay. Reverend Felicia, you were not here last week. Reverend Athia, you were here last week. I hope people are online. I hope nobody. I wasn't. I was. I wasn't on last week, Doctor Pauline, and the week before that, I wasn't able to log on. So I, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't here. Okay. Okay. What can you remember from the from the past? Um, I remember that um, Jacob left home, and when he left home, he left home um, because he was he wasn't ready to to speak the truth, and in doing that, he ended up in Judah in a, or Jacob. Jacob, no. Jacob. Judah, Judah, yes, Judah. I'm sorry, Judah, Judah. <laughs> I'm sorry. They all, all the J's. And so he, he, um, he, he left. He married a woman from Canaan, and um, then he, that wife passed away, 
and then his sons got married. Um, one after the other, they died. And he made a promise to um, his son's um, widow, 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 but he never kept his word with his last son because of fear of that he may lose his, his last son. However, because of his association with the Adulamite, um, that was a bad influence. Um, he, he ended up sleeping with his daughter-in-law by mistake. However, when it happened, um, because she knew that she stepped out of line too and things could happen to her, she asked for, um, when, he, when he wanted to pay her with a kid, she said, no, I need certain things from you. So she took his, his scepter, his, his um, ring uh, and, and his bracelet. And, and um, at some point in time, he found out that Tamar was pregnant. And in a way, I felt he was happy that he, he could finally get rid of her. But things turn around for him in the sense that when he called for her to be burnt or um, to be killed, um, she quietly sent to him and said, could you identify these because it is by this man that I am pregnant. And so he, he confessed at that time that she was more honorable than him because he crossed the line and he never kept a promise that he made to her. And so her life was saved. That being said, um, realizing that he has gone in the wrong pathway, he, he, he decided afterwards to go home. But you know, we were talking and we said that around that time, possible there was a famine in, in Egypt and um, everything worked together so that God could bring back Jacob's children together. Because here he had to go back home and um, in going back home, he happened to find his brother Joseph. But there was one thing you said, you said that because Judah walked away from home, he wasn't able to carry the covenant of his family. And because of that, his children did not learn about the covenant, they didn't, word, didn't know the word of God, didn't know God, didn't know the principles of God, didn't know anything about how to uphold um, the, the covenant given unto them. And because of that, they lost their way. Because of that, they made wrong decisions. And um, I believe Judah realized that he was sliding. And after everything else that was happening, he decided to go back home. But all this shows us that we have to be careful of the people that we call friends. We have to be careful of the people that we pull close to us. And um, we, we have to realize that if we are carrying the word, we have to let that word be seen. We have to make sure that that life be seen because Judah succumbed to Adolamite, the, the Adolamite and their way of doing things. And he forgot where he was coming from. He forgot the teachings of his father. 
And because of that, he felt the way he did. So we have a responsibility that if we are carrying the word, we have to let the word be seen in us. We have to make the ensure that the, the image of God is seen in us. And we have to try to carry that at all times. So that's something from another lesson, not from last week. Praise God. At least, let's, let's praise God. Yes. If we didn't speak, we wouldn't have heard the tidy up. At least you were able to tidy up one point to the other, which is very good. Thank you. All right. So now let's make a declaration. Is there any other person who wants to share? Good night, Dr. Pauline. Good night. Yes, you know I miss you. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, Deacon Sarah said it all. Um, the only thing I would add to what she had said early on um, is that um, Rachel, Rachel and Jacob's son, Joseph, right? And when Joseph was born, Rachel said, God has taken away my reproach. And you said, you know, how many times we cry out to God, we want God to take away our reproach, but it's not that easy, you know? I believe that the, the result of Joseph coming into being is because of Jacob's faithfulness to God. And we saw where in another lesson where, where J Joseph was given permanent favor. And as of such, you know, it, it carries right throughout his lifestyle where he was thrown in the pit that could not kill him. You know, he, he, he was taken out, he was sold, he went to Egypt, he became the governor. And we saw where God continually favored Joseph in spite of all the challenges that he goes through. And we saw also where Benjamin, the last son of between Rachel and and Joseph, we saw where he was blessed too. So, you know, that's what I took away from last week. Good, good. You also brought up important points. Thank you very much. Shall we all, shall we clap for all the three presenters? Evangelist Sarah, Reverend Althea, and Sister Nish. <laughs> all right, thank you. Okay, now let's um, let's make our declaration. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom, Bible studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please say after me. I am here in the garden of wisdom. I am here in the garden of wisdom. To gather wisdom. To gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive instructions. Direction. Direction. And guidance. 
and guidance according to the plan and purpose according to the plan and purpose that the lord has predestined for my life that the lord has predestined for my life i receive it 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 all in jesus name i receive it all in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. all right we started looking at the life of Zebulon last week. And uh, Zebulon is an interesting story because I am trying to find out why is Zebulon a special son, a special child? You know, I thought Judah was very unique. But I began to realize that next to Judah was Zebulon. That the same manner Jacob lifted and exalted Judah, the same way Zebulon was also blessed. Though their blessings are not comparison, because Judah got threefold blessing the blessing of a king the blessing of a priest and the blessing of a prophet king priest prophet that was the threefold ministry the threefold blessing and the threefold endowment that is like representing heaven on earth. Praise is one major assignment that continues in heaven. The prophetic is one major assignment where the voice of God is heard and presented to mankind. King speaks about the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven. So when we are looking at Judah, carrying threefold blessings that connect heaven to uh, 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 the earth to heaven and that flows from the throne of God to mankind, then we know that Judah was really blessed. Now, when we look at Zebulon, Zebulon's name is not exactly like Judah's name, but there is something there that connects with Judah. Zebulon was the 10th son of Jacob, but the sixth son of Leah. And there is something about the name of Zebulon. Zebulon means God has endowed me with a good gift. <laughs> hey. hey, it's almost like for the first time, Leah was seeing something good coming out of her own womb. God has endowed me with a good gift. Zabed 
or Zbed, oh no, let me endowed me, sorry, Zabad, Zabad, Z-A-B-A-D, Zabad, God has endowed me, Zabad, with a good gift, Zabed, good gifts, Zabed, Z-E-B-E-D. Now my husband would dwell, Zebel. My husband would dwell, Zebel, with me. Z-A-B-A-L. So, Zabad, Zebed, Zebel. So, like some writers concocted that, um, uh, Leah knows how to concoct words, knows how to put words together. You know, he, she was very intelligent, but she used her intelligence to destroy her own children. You know, um, when I was young, there was something that uh, some adage that uh, the elderly in our environment used to propound. They would say that uh, a witch does not usually use her witchcraft to build her children, but uses her witchcraft to destroy her own children. And the question is, where will a witch use her spirit of witchcraft to help her children, to build her children, to raise her children? And then they will say again that black witches are bad. Why the white witches use their witchcraft to build airplanes, <laughs> to do great things that benefited them? that gave them money, wealth, prosperity. The black witch is a wicked witch that uses their knowledge and their intelligence to destroy. And we see it today. You know, sometimes when we see our black brothers and sisters going into politics, we are practically afraid that they are going there to, to, to betray us that black is evil, black is destructive, black is, is satanic, black is voodoo, black is witchcraft. And you know, these days we are trying not to uh, put black in the black in darkness, but whether we like it or not, what do we use our intelligence to propose? To, to, to propagate what do we use our intelligence to do? Do we use our intelligence to glorify God in the lives of our children? Or we use our intelligence to take away the word of God and put ourselves there? You know, I was listening to uh, Han, I've forgotten his first name, he's a Jewish prophet. And uh, he was saying that before now, White House was not to propound theories that glorify the Lord. 
that magnifies the Lord. And then suddenly, we have people who came into the White House and all they talk about is how to destroy the word of God instead of advancing and encouraging the word of God. They want to change the word of God upside down. They want to uh, 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 advance evil and they want to call evil good. And they want everybody to support that evil that they are propounding. So what am I trying to point out here? That we parents, whether male or female, we must come to a place where we examine our intelligence. In what area are we clever? In what area are we, uh, are, are we ignorant? Whether we are clever or ignorant, what do we use our cleverness to do? And what do we use our knowledge to do? Do we use our knowledge to fight one another like Leah was using her intelligence, her abilities, her wisdom to fight and using her children as weapons of war, weapons of war. So the name Zebulon has three parts meaning. God has endowed Zebad. God has endowed. God has given a good gift, Zebed. My husband will dwell with me, Zebal. So Zebad, Zebed, Zabal. Zabad, Zebed, Zabal. God has endowed me with a good gift. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. Excellent way of praising God for giving her six sons. But her motive was not the same. Her motive was not in accordance with what she presented. So here we are today. We want to look at some of the special characteristics of Zebulon. Zebal, Zebed, Zabal. The tribe of Zebulon was known to have played a very, very important role in the victory of Israel anytime they come into war. That the tribe of Zebulon, the descendants of Zebulon, were very, very intelligent in the things of war. And uh, uh, there is a bit of comparison here. Simon was instrument of war, but Zebulon was not instrument of war, but rather Zebulon is able to raise powerful military officers, army officers to fight and defend Israel in time of war. And they will always be victorious. 
one of the wars they fought in the wilderness when they were still in the wilderness traveling for 40 days and 40 nights. For 40 years in the wilderness going to the promised land was the war against, against the Moab at Shittim. And uh, it was recorded that the, uh, the, 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 the tribe of Zebulon were able to raise about half a million soldiers to fight. And uh, Zebulon had three sons, Sered or Sered, Elon and Jali. And uh, these three sons were all strong, very intelligent and very smart in, 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 in the time of war. So during their exodus to the promised land, there was a war between Israel and uh, the Moabites in Shittim. And uh, Zebulon, of course, was known to have produced about half a million men. And they conquered. They produced 57,400 57, men in the wilderness. In the wilderness, 57,400 men. Hmm. That's a lot. The second uh, war that they will fight, and uh, even after that war, listen, after that war, and uh, there was a plague, even, uh, yeah, there was a plague that came after that war that struck the camp of Israel in Shittim when they had the war with Moab that uh, some men, committed a crime against God. 24,000 men were slain in the plague. And after the plague, when they would count the, the men, not the women, not the children, the men that were left from the war and the plague, they found 60,500 fighting men among the Zebulons. That is over half a million men were alive, who were soldiers who could go to war again. So that was the second census taken. And it was the descendants of Zebulon. So, and then another thing they did out was very interesting. During the coronation of, of, of David as king of Israel, uh, even before the coronation of David as, Israel, uh, 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 as the king of Israel was when Sisera attacked uh, Israel during the days when Deborah was, 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 was a judge, the woman judge in Israel. Deborah specifically mentioned that the 
the the the the the, the tribe of Zebulon should be appointed to go to war against Zerah. And 50,000 fully armed soldiers went to war for Israel and they won the war. Again, another area that Zebulon did well was during the coronation of David as king. When David was being uh, uh, coronated and anointed as king, Zebulon provided 50,000 fully armed men to go and support David and surround Jerusalem so that no nation would take advantage of the celebration. They did not only come with weapons to protect David and Jerusalem or the whole of Israel, they also provided food and drink for everybody. Hmm. What's a classic intelligence. They were not just warriors, but they were intelligent warriors. They were warriors that warred, that warred in spirit and in truth. So they supported David's coronation, not just with food and drink, but with armed men to surround David and the whole nation so that invaders, intruders, thieves, rogues, robbers will not interfere with the coronation of David. Beloved, hmm. You see, that is why Jacob will see ahead of time. Who is Zebulon? What will Zebulon do for the kingdom? How will Zebulon keep the covenants? How will Zebulon guard the commandments of the Lord in Israel? And the Bible said, before Moses died, Moses encouraged Zebulon. He stated that Zebulon should rejoice. He spoke to them. He said, Zebulon, rejoice. You know, Zebulon didn't have great cities and all that, but they had something. They had intelligence. They had maturity. They had the fear of God. Yes, they were part of all the early mistakes that, that the sons of Jacob made. They were part and they were there when uh, uh, Zebulon was there, when uh, uh, Simon and Cole decided to kill Joseph. Zebulon was also there when uh, it was proposed that uh, Joseph should be sold into slavery instead of being killed. They were present and they were aware that uh, the lies that was told to Jacob that, hey, we found the, 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 the special dress that you have for your son. And we saw blood of an animal in it. Meanwhile, they killed a, a, a goat and poured the blood of the goats on 
Joseph dressed and brought it to the father and lied. Zebulon was there. But one thing is that Zebulon was one of the younger children. And uh, as a 10th child, he couldn't take uh, a, a, a decision above his senior brothers. And in those days, you have to respect your seniors. Even where you are in a place where your father or mother is telling lies. As a child, you cannot uh, 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 embarrass them or disgrace them and say, hey, daddy, you are telling lies. So mommy, you are telling lies. <laughs> it's not like today's America where children can outrightly confront their parents and say, hey, mommy, that was not right. You did this and you did that. You know, and even today we see it in church where people stand up and tell open lies, either to support their friends or to support something that they, they are interested in. And they forget or they don't know that the Bible says, thou shall not lie, thou shall not bear false witness. You see, that lie and false witness means that don't say what is not there. Don't try to polish uh, 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 a statement to gain somebody's favor. Don't try to, to elevate a friend or somebody you like by telling lies. You see, when you do that, you are stopping, you are, you are, you are building a wall between you and God. You know, you don't want to go to hell because you lied for somebody. Like some people will say, I cannot go to jail for you. I will not lie to go to jail for you. What about lying to go to hell for somebody? because you favor the person, because you like the person. So you tell open lies, you know? Like uh, 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 I was watching a documentary and a man said, listen, I made a mistake by lying for you. I didn't know that you will actually turn around to, 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 to deny me. Sometimes the people you lie for will turn around and deny you. You know, so you have to be careful whom you lie for, whom you try to exalt and polish. When they have not said anything good, you turn it around and say what they said is good. You have to be careful. So this we see that Zebulon was made an early mistake by not revealing the truth about what his brothers planned. However, as they grow and their characteristics are shown and revealed, Jacob took notice of their characters, their behaviors, and Jacob used their characters, their behavior to bless them. Let me put it this way. You know, a lot of times people will do something good for me. It doesn't matter what good you do for me. I will bless you. I will bless you based on the good that you do. I will bless you and pray according to what you have done. For instance, if you bless me with $10, I will give you the blessings of the $10 so that God will give you more than 
in money and in anything that $10 cannot buy. The same way, if you give me a pair of shoes, I will bless you according to the pair of shoe by looking at the meaning of shoe. That shoe represents the gospel. So if you bless you with a pair of shoe, that means that the gospel will never depart from your life. The gospel will never depart from your environment. The gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will never depart from your mouth, from, from anything you do. The Lord will make sure that your children will encounter the gospel. Your family members will encounter the gospel. And so when we look at the blessings that uh, Jacob released upon his children, we will see that he blessed them according to their character. And sometimes according to the manifestation of their names in their lives. Because when Leah was given his son's names, he was calling forth certain activities that Jacob was either compelled to reverse that activity, that anything that does not have God in it, Jacob will turn it around to have God in it. So by so doing, instead of their character going strongly into the negative, they were able to receive the positive. But it didn't happen with all the children. Like Simon, besides the fact that Simon's name meant instrument of war, Simon refused to be submissive to the father. After the father had met, and the family had met with the people of uh, Shechem and made an agreement, Simon went behind, that is disobediently, disrespectfully, dishonorably, and changed the plan and did whatever is, was in his heart. And this is where we need to, we all, including me, we all, we all, we all need to be careful. That when we hear an instruction, whether the instruction is coming by a prophetic word or by natural circumstances, let us pause by, by, in a minute and reason. Why am I being given this instruction? How should I handle this instruction? How do I work with this instruction? But when we decide to go ahead and do what we think we want to do, what is in, our, is in our mind, in our head, in our coconuts, this is where a lot of times we bruise our own blessing. This is where we contradict the plans and purpose of God. And sometimes what should be a 40 days struggle, 40 days trial, 40 days challenge may turn into 40 years. May our 40 days not turn into 40 years. 
may our 40 days not turn into 40 months or 40 years. You know, sometimes whoever is speaking, whoever is talking, might have seen something. When an instruction is being given, just be calm. There are certain things that we are in a hurry to do because there is a type of witchcraft influence for us to fail, for us to be stagnant, for us not to be able to achieve a blessed purpose. So in a moment, it's like when you are driving and you get to a, 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 a driving a road instruction that says yield. That's two, three seconds of yielding would save a life. Instead of rushing. What about when you get to a stop sign? One second. One second of waiting to turn to the left and the right could be very important and extremely important, could save a life. Could save a life. Somebody sent me a video where a man was taking workers, has picked up workers to take them to their working place. And he got to the train uh, intercession, the railway intercession. And he heard the sound of a train coming. And the security guard was trying to close the gate because there is a point where the train reaches and the sound, the horn, the sound of the train horn will blow. Then it gets to another place, it blows again. It gets to another place, it blows again. This driver carrying workers, over 50 workers in his transport, was so much in a hurry that wanted to beat the train and people were shouting, wait, wait, wait. He wouldn't wait. At that last blast of the train sound, he crossed. Over 20 lives were destroyed because the train crashed over him. Clash with him. And he even damaged the, 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 the crossing gates. Two minutes of waiting, three minutes of waiting is the same thing. So, all along, hey, sometimes we are praying and it's like God is not answering our prayers. But it's not that God is not answering our prayers. It's our own head, our own heart, our own spirit. We are used to doing things the way we like. And we don't want another voice to correct us. We don't want another voice to instruct us. And it can be very dangerous. 
So here, Jacob was monitoring the names of the children, the behavior of the children, what they do according to the rivalry spirits of their mother. And we all, we women, we need to be very careful when we are displaying rivalry spirit. Sometimes we are displaying rivalry spirit among leaders, among ministers. We are creating competition for, for, for people because we want to favor them. We want them to love us. We want them to accept us. So we create rivalry between children, between leaders, between parents. Hey, we all have to be careful. We do it a lot in church. When some people get up to sing, we don't clap. When some people get up to testify, we don't clap. When some people give their testimony, whether sweet or sour, we will clap. And when we have the opportunity to stand, we will even refer to what those people say because of rivalry preference, because of favoritism. We all need to be careful because when we do that sometimes, we bruise people's hearts. And when we bruise people's hearts, they are not able to come and tell us that, hey, I did this and you gave the credit to somebody else. I said this and you gave the credit to somebody else. They are not able to come and tell us. So we need to be careful how we accredit people, how we create rivalry with accreditation, favoritism, praising somebody and not praising the other. Let everybody get a clap offering for, for serving God for sharing, for giving, for whatever people do. When they come up, when they stand up, they need to be encouraged with the clap offering, with hallelujah, amen. Because Jacob was watching how the children are reacting towards one another, how the children are behaving towards one another, how the children, how the children, how the children, how the children. And we all need to be very careful don't praise one child and leave the other. Don't praise one leader and leave the other. Don't praise one sister and leave the other. Don't give unnecessary credit to somebody and, uh, and, and abase the other. And don't give the wrong credit to the wrong people. So sometimes, you know, as a journalist, trained and worked journalist, there is something that you can be sued for. And that is giving the wrong person a credit. If you go interviewing five people, you must go with a tape recorder. You must write the time you talk to them, the date, what they said, quotes, and unquote, that's C.S. James, that's C.S. Janet. Because if you make a mistake, sometimes there are about five or 10 media houses 
represented there. And then your boss will look at three newspapers. A uh, 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 Guardian newspaper had their report. Vanguard newspaper had their report. Washington Post had their report. If two newspapers says that James said this in court, and your newspaper said, Janet said that, my goodness, you will lose that job in 24 seconds, not 24 hours, because the radio will report it. All the media houses that were there reported and said, James said this, and you alone said, Janet said it. Why you will lose your job? Two, it will be a national disgrace, not a media disgrace, national, that you accredited somebody wrongfully. And that is, I want you to notice something here. I am teaching this, 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 this as, as somebody who studied law and somebody who studied journalism and worked as a journalist, that the Bible does not lie. We must know what Leah said and how Jacob handled it. We must be careful what you do. I am encouraging us that when we are given reflection, I can understand when some people will say, I don't have my notes, I am not sure. But in order not to make certain mistakes, not only on the reflection line, but everywhere we are on the job. A woman once gave a testimony. She said, somebody bore a similar name with her. So when she got to the hospital and uh, while the lady was doing her vitals, the lady said, oh, um, they were calling you for your medication. You don't pick up. She said, what medication? The lady said, here, you were supposed to collect a medication. You didn't and they called you because you are supposed to take that medication at a certain time. The lady said, I have not been given any prescription yet. I was only sent to go and do blood tests. I have not seen the doctor. This today is when I'm coming to see the doctor for the doctor to tell me what was wrong with me. The nurse argued. He said, no, you've been diagnosed with cancer. The lady said, me, cancer? I have never heard it before. He said, let me see that doctor. And unfortunately, the doctor did not look at the details because the names were similar. And the lady started crying that she has never been given any diagnosis of cancer. And she has never been given a medication And she said, okay, can I see another doctor? Because I cannot take a medication when you have not told me I have cancer. So the second report that we get 
discover that this lady was a younger version of the another lady. The nurse asked her, what is your date of birth? And looked on the chart and realized that that other lady was 20 years older than this younger lady. But they have the same name, the same first name, the same middle name, the same last name. Dangerous. 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 First name, middle name, last name. And she would have taken that chemo medication and she would have died a foolish death. But she was alert. She was aware. And she insisted, I have not been diagnosed. The doctor said I should go do blood tests. And I was given today's date to come and get the result. Listen, this is why a lot of journalists lost their job. A lot of even, I know medical doctors that lost their jobs because of wrong reports. And you see, we do this all the time in church. We give bad reports. We give wrong reports. We, you know, I am just bringing us to a place called, how do we bless? How do we kiss? How do we manage the blessings spoken over our lives? You know, I didn't know Zebulon had so much when all his blessings are made up in about one or two sentences. But as I studied, I realized that Jacob was extremely intelligent. He looked at the names of the children. He studied their lifestyle. He studied their behavior. He corrected those he could correct when he could correct them. And now is the day of judgment. He's not just blessing them, but judging their character, their behavior, their attitude and releasing blessings upon what their character should produce from now onward. Their descendants and every child is a descendant, is a, every child of his was a leader of a tribe, a founder of a tribe. How are you going to manage the tribe you are being given to? How are you going to produce fruitfulness towards your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, many generations? Over a thousand years has passed. Oh, next week, we are going to be seeing something about the Zebulons. Hey, very interesting. I am learning my lessons. I am correcting myself. What did my mother speak to me? What did my father spoke over me? What am I doing with my name, my character, my behavior, my attitude? 
Whom am I listening to? Who is influencing me? What has God said and what am I doing? Very, very important things that we have to learn. That Jacob was not just releasing blessings, but he was releasing the manifestation of their character, the manifestation of their behavior, the manifestation of their attitude, the manifestation of the pronouncement that their mother has made and the correction that he has tried to implant into them, to establish into their lives, into their future, into their destiny, relating to the covenant that God had with Abraham, the covenant keeping God, and the commandment that God gave to Moses to give to the children of Israel as a guiding principle that yes, in blessing, I will bless you. But in order to keep that blessing, you must maintain the covenant. You must watch over the covenant and relate the covenant to your day-to-day -day character, your day-to-day -day affairs. You're going out and you're coming in. Very important, extremely important. Everybody, just let's pray for ourselves at this time. Pray for yourself. What did your mother say when you were being named? Who named you, your mom or your father? Why were you given the name that you bear? What is the reason? What is the purpose? What are you supposed to achieve on earth? How are you supposed to fulfill your destiny? How is your destiny connected to your name and your names? How is your destiny connected to your parental expectation? What is dad expecting of you? What is mom expecting of you when they gave you that name? The first name, the middle name, and possibly a third or fourth names. Some people have up to four names besides father's name, surname, family name. Why were you given those names? How are those names connected to your destiny, your daily life endeavors, what you intend to achieve in life, the purpose of life? And when you come into a place of blessing, how are you blessed? What is being spoken over you for blessings? What is being stated over you for blessings? Yes. Father, today, we are presenting ourselves, our lives, and the lives of our children to you. The names we have given, Father, 
Is it out of rivalry, out of bitterness, out of anger? How did we formulate the names? How did we create the names? Where did we find the names? Father, today we ask forgiveness for the names that are wrong, for the names that are destructive, for the names that have created even anger in our own spirit. Father, today we ask forgiveness as we reverse the meaning of those names. Father, forgive and let the reversal of those names be manifested instead of the original meaning, the original pain. Remove the original pain and give us a new meaning that brings blessings. Meaning that is connected to our destiny, the destiny of our children. Father, show forth your glory. Magnify yourself and bless us and our children. That the blessings that you are giving us will connect the meaning of our name to your throne. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, only two people online. All right, so let's do questions or reflection. Any question? If there is no question, then let's do reflection. Um, good night. We learned that um, Judah got threefold blessings. He was um, he was blessed with the kingship blessing, the priestly blessing, and the prophetic blessing. And you say that they connect earth to heaven, and flowed from heaven to mankind. Zebulun, in the meanwhile, he got also a threefold blessing. He was the the tenth son of Judah and the sixth son Jacob. of Levi. He was the tenth son of Judah and Jacob. the sixth. He was the tenth. Oh, thank you. I wrote the wrong thing. He was the tenth son of Ju Jacob. Oh, praise God! I, I seem to love Jacob, Judah very well. He was the tenth son of Jacob and the sixth son of Leah. And the meaning of Zebulun is, um, as Leah quoted, is that God has endowed me with a good gift and now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. I, I believe Zebulun came after she traded the mandrake for a night with her husband. And so from that, she felt that it was a good gift. 
He said that Leah was a linguist. Um, she knew words and she knew how to coin words and she knew how to put words together. But unfortunately, her words most time um, was one of destruction. It, um, it, it, it was, it, instead of building, it, it creates um, controversy. Um, you said that in, in Africa, in the African village, there's an adage um, that a, a witch does not use their craft to build their children, but to destroy others. But um, they say that the, the black witch destroys and the white witch, they, they, they use their, their craft to gain wealth and to build. Um, witches, witches, <laughs> a witch is a witch. But, um, it, and then you said that, um, the, the, this Jewish prophet, he said the wise use their, the, 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 the white, the, the white house, the White House um, used to stand for things that magnifies God, but now um, it, it, the, the people now wants to use, it. it's like it stands for destruction or to destroy things, um, to advance evil, and now they're calling evil good. So it's like, um, the, the 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 purpose of the White House seems to be getting um, really really low. It's not it's not having a good picture anymore. And so we parents, we must examine our intelligence and see where we are clever and where where we may be ignorant. And and, and decide what do we use it to do? Whether what do we use our our intelligence to do? What do we what do we find ourselves doing in our ignorance? Because um, as I said, Leah used her intelligence to fight and to destroy her children. Zebulon, however, as you said before, he had he got three parts of blessing. And that was God has endowed her, has endowed him. God has, he was seen as a good gift. Zebulon was a good gift. And through Zebulon, her husband would dwell with her. And so um, these three were attached to Zebulon. Uh, we learned that the tribe of Zebulun played a very important role in the victory of Israel. They used their intelligence in the things of war. And in, in the difference with he and Simeon, Simeon uh, was just an instrument of war, instrument of destruction, but Zebulun um, raised army to fight and to, and to protect. And so um, they were one of those who fought against Moab um, in Shechem. And, um, and they also uh, had soldiers to, to surround the coronation of, 
of David. So Zebulun used his, his um, skills to, to build and to protect. I, I guess these days as soldiers, they said to serve, to protect and to serve. So he took that um, very well. And so um, you said that there are some folks where we, we tend to, to lie um, a lot. We're not afraid to lie. And it seems we're not afraid to go to hell because um, we, 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 we use words that um, is, not, is not meant to, to raise up, but to destroy. And so we find that a lot of folks, they, they're not afraid to lie and lie becomes a part of them. So these are some of the things that we need to look into as Christians. We need to realize that we carry the, the, um, the name of Christ. And so that must come out in our attitude and in our behavior. So um, that's what where I will stop for tonight. <laughs> Shall we appreciate Sumanathia? Okay. All right. Who else will go? Any question or reflection? I will give similar to what Bevanathia um, have. I'll just read my notes that I took. Um, which Reverend has said most of it, but I'll just read what I have, Dr. Pauline. He said, uh, Judah and Zebulun was, were blessed, not in the same manner, but they both were blessed. Judah received the tree for blessing, which were, I, I hope I get it right, the priest, prophetic, and kingly blessing. He said, praise is one assignment that continues in heaven. And the prophetic allow us to continue hearing the voice of God. You said the king represent God, which is our king. The name Zebulun, which means God has endowed me with a good gift. Uh, that was the meaning of his name. Leah knew how to concoct word, but she uses her own intelligence to destroy her children. And just like Reverend Althea said before, and I'm saying again, you said in, and you said it, he said in Africa, there's a saying that witches use witchcraft, witchcraft not to bless their children, but to destroy children. He said the black witches do evil and the white witches build airplanes. You ask the question, what do we use our intelligence to propagate? Do we use it to do good or propagate good or do we use it for evil? Zebulon has a three-part meaning. Some of the special characteristic of Zebulon was that the tribe of Zebulans were influenced in the time of war. Uh, you know, you talk about Simeon previously, and you said he, his name meant instrument of war, but they were influenced in time of war. In war, in the war at Shittim against the tribe of Moab, the tribe of Zebulun were very influential. They produced 57,400 men, you know, for war. After the um, 24,000 men, were slain in the plagues. And after the plague, they found approximately half a million men which were from the Zebulun tribe. You said Deborah, the prophetess, 
she declared in the time of war that the men of the tribe of Zebulun should be appointed to fight in the war. During David's coronation, they supported David by supplying our men, food, and also drinks. Before Jacob died, he was blessing his children. Jacob, uh, you know, in the life of Zebulun, he saw how Zebulun would support the covenant blessing before he died. They were, mm -hmm. they were present and aware of Joseph. They, they were, uh, they, the Zebulons, they were presented and were aware of Joseph when Joseph was almost killed by, you know, his brethren. They knew he was sold, you know, they were present when he was sold into slavery. But, you know, as you said, you know, he being the 10th child, Zebulon, uh, even if he was saying something for good to his brother regarding, you know, what they were doing to Joseph, they wouldn't listen to him. Because, you know, it's not like in the days of now, like in this era, you know, kids open their mouth and they say anything they want to say, even to their parents or to whoever. They don't think about who is older or who is younger. They just say things. You said, um, you know, we should be careful. Um, you know, like, you, okay, let me read that. They were, they, were they were present and they knew what was being concocted. But um, even when they concoct the lie, you know, to told to Jacob, where they said they told Joseph, they said Joseph was killed by a wild animal. He was present, but you know he could not do anything, you know, because of his age, you know, because of his, you know, he was the tenth child. Zebulun made an early mistake by not revealing what his brother did. Jacob blessed his children according to their character, and according to their names. After his sister, after um, after the uh Jacob daughter was raped, um, uh, what's his name? Simeon. After Simeon's sister was uh, raped, you know, by the, the you know the men of uh, Shechem, and uh Jacob had an agreement uh with uh the king and the men of Shechem, but Simeon went on and slaughtered the men. You know, of Shechem, Simeon did not honor his father's instruction, but disrespect and dishonor his father's instruction. And you talk about, you know, us as Christian, where, you know, sometimes we don't follow instruction. You know, Pat, you know, if I may use you, Dr. Pauline, as a pastor, my, I'm not saying you did it, but I'm just using it as an example. You might give us um, instruction to do something. And we don't, we don't follow the instruction that you give us. Sometimes we do what is comfortable to us. We do what we want to do. We do what we feel like doing because we, you know, in our minds, you know, we might think, oh, why should I do that? Or this is not the way of doing it. Or, you know, do I have to listen to what she said? No, we make all kind of thought go through our head. And we do it the way we want to do it. Not knowing that, you know, this, the instruction that you give us, you know, and, you know, we didn't follow it. We you know, putting ourselves in, um, what do I write that one is? Like, you know, we, we, we cause, you know, things, you know, to happen to us, you know, negative things, you know, it could, you know, cause something negative to happen or, you know, we won't be blessed. Let me use it, put it this way. We won't be blessed as we should have been blessed because of, uh, you know, the things that we did, you know, when we don't follow instruction. You went on to talk about, you know, like sometimes in churches, even leaders, uh, we cause division among each other because of the things that we 
say or the things that we do or the things that we don't do. Like, you know, someone might, you know, give a share something and instead of, you know, applauding to encourage, you know, we just, you know, don't applaud or we just don't say anything. We just don't encourage that person, you know, and in doing so we're causing division or if we say something, we, we might give someone else the credit that, um, you know, didn't do anything, but they end up, you know, getting credit for something that they didn't do. Whereas the person who really did or say something didn't receive the credit for what they do. So you said we should be careful of, you know, things like that, because things like that, you know, we present in our, ourselves from being blessed, you know, how God truly wants to bless us, you know, because we're looking at each other, but we're not seeing what God is doing in our life or how he wants to bless us. And just the same way how Joseph observes his, his children's character and their behavior and their attitude, it's the same way God is observing us, the way we follow instruction, you know, when you are pastor, give us instruction, how we follow it. You, you said something that was very important also. You said, you know, if we, you know, if you are giving out blessing, you said you give blessing based on what we present, you know, or what you observe. Like, you know, you said, for example, if uh, someone give you a gift and they give you a pair of shoes, you'll make, you know, when you pray, uh, when you release the blessing that, you know, the gospel will never depart from their life from their family life even family members of theirs who are not saved will come to know the you know christ because of the blessing that you would you know you know uh, release on that person and um what is it you say you know but based on how we you know what you observe in us you you know you bless us based on what you observe you know what we do yes if you if you said if we give ten dollars um you would give a blessing. I don't remember that, so I'm not going to get into that and then make a mistake or say something that you didn't say, Dr. Pauline. But what I could say is that you, and I, I learned from that, like you bless us based on what you observe in us. Um, you said, um, um, you went on to say, when we refuse to follow instruction, we set ourselves up for failure. Jacob was waiting on how his children were be. He was watching how his children were behaving. Jacob was not just releasing blessing, but he was releasing blessing according to their behavior, their character, and their attitude, according to what their names meant. So, you know, Dr. Paul did not to take note of that. You know, like, you know, you know, as I said, you know, now I know that, you know, when you bless, you bless based on what you observe. So I have to make sure. And not to, say, but to make sure we be in our best behavior, we want to get good blessing. <laughs> that's the point I stopped there. That's what I get from what you said. You're afraid, you're afraid to share because <laughs> no, that doesn't mean you should not be, you shouldn't share. We are all learning. Yes. I didn't, I am I didn't learn in one day, but it takes time after I have experienced what I have learned. I am understanding, so when I'm sharing, it's like my book editor. Sometimes when I write certain things, she doesn't understand, she'll query it. I don't argue with her, I laugh. Then after she has finished editing, I go over with her. I say, you ask this question. This is what it means. 
And sometimes you say, oh, this is very good. You know, we don't know all these things because we are not taught this in our church. And then sometimes she will say, maybe it's cultural because she's American white. And so she'll say, oh, there are certain things that sometimes when she sees, she thinks it's culture, though she'll query it, but um, she wants me to take the final decision. So I said, it is application of the word. Sometimes we have heard some things over and over and over, but we have never been in a place where what we heard can be used in a practical sense. She says, you know, that is a problem now. He said, people just want to do anything as the way they think it and not the way it is actually written in the Bible. I said, that is the war of this generation. Nobody wants you to tell them, sit down or stand up. And nobody wants you to tell them, eat breakfast at 10 a.m. or eat breakfast at 7 a.m. Everybody just wants to do it the way they like and the way they prefer. Even when the medical doctors are giving them instruction, they want to do it the way they think. And I said, that is the problem of this generation, the war. So by the time we finish talking, she will say, okay, now I understand. And then, you know, we are able to work together and we've been working together for about 20 years. So, you know, we should not be afraid to, to, to apply correction to our lives and environment. And most of the time, the reason why we are afraid to apply is we think of what people will say and how people react. And because of what people will say, and the comment people will make and their attitude or their faces, we tend not to follow up with the truth as we learn the truth. So I don't think you should be afraid to share what you learn because that will remind you the reflection is a point of reminder and the reflection is to help those who came late to hear it from another person so they will know that this lesson has been learned. Yes, Dr. Polly. All right. So okay. thank, thank you, you for sharing anyhow. Thanks, Dr. Polly. <laughs> All right. Any question? Yes, Dr. Polly. Yes, babe. Yes. The question is not directly relating to the message, but just out of curiosity, what shoe size are you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, there are two so things. I wanted here. to get you to the receive the blessing of the gospel. Yes, that's why you're asking. You want to receive the blessing of the gospel. <laughs> oh, Maybe we should talk that one outside. Yes, you, yeah, you can large, <laughs> large, 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 large
two people can go and buy the same kind of shoe. <laughs> and then it will be duplicate. And then I'll start running back to the store. <laughs> and these days, I, I, I don't wear sletto anymore. Because I, I am getting younger. When I become 16, Oh, when I become 17 years old, I'll start wearing sletto again. <laughs> you know what is sletto? Yes, Dr. Polly. Oh, so you know, uh, some people who were born just yesterday don't know what is sletto. They only know high heels. <laughs> <laughs> I am just teasing you, Sister Nisha. So I will give you the sizes. It's large enough. Yeah. The summer size and the winter size. <laughs> there is a size in winter and there is a size in summer. In winter, we wear two socks. <laughs> in summer, we wear uh, uh, we, we, we wear barefooted, isn't it? <laughs> Pito. Pito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you for asking. I'll tell you that when we finish. Yeah. So we don't have two the same type of shoes, <laughs> the latest in the market. <laughs> Any other question? No question? Sister Carol, what happened? She if came on late. She came I on late. Just came, like, when I came <laughs> on, reflection was going on, Dr. Polly. Good night, Dr. Polly. Good night, everyone. Good night. So you didn't learn anything from the reflection? At least you heard about the sletto. listening to the reflection that before. So you can ask the question, where did the sletto case came from? <laughs> yeah, where did it come from? <laughs> so, Sister Nisha will tell us. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Sister Nisha, where, where did that come from? Okay, it came about where Dr. Colin was speaking to us about the blessings. How Jacob would um, bless his children according to their names and their character. And also she was explaining that when somebody gives you a certain type of gift, for example, like a shoe, it represents the gospel. So, so she would in turn pray, you know, and bless them so that the gospel will not depart from their house, their children, their lineage. So that was my reason for asking her her shoe size. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th I think one of the things that I um, just picked up on is that mm -hmm. I, I have to be on my best behavior because I get my blessings according to my uh, I think something is wrong with your phone. I'm not hearing what you just said. I said one of the things that I picked up during the, the reflection just now is that I have to be on my best behavior because I'm going to get my blessings from you according to my behavior. <laughs> and we have to follow instructions. Wow. Exactly. Wow. And I have to follow instructions because some of the things that happens to us is because we don't follow instruction. Wow. Evangelist Carol, I, I am in a lot of trouble because I seem to be getting all the gingers. <laughs> well, I guess you're well, understanding now why you're getting so much ginger because no, you're not following instructions. I have double work. 
Oh. Well, now we have to start following instruction, and then when things happen, we don't we don't need to worry anymore. We all know that we are not following instructions. That's why things happen. So I mean, questioning it. We don't need to question anymore. We know that we need to pull up our socks and start following instructions. Uh, there is something I want to say. It's a little sensitive, but I want to use it to explain something to us. The first time I heard the name Damien, I have never heard it before then. And uh, I asked, it was a child. I asked a child, I said, what is your name? And the child started crying. And I said, why are you crying? You can't tell me your name. And all the other children started laughing and they started calling demon, demon, demon. And I said, is that his name? They said, yeah. And I asked the boy, I said, what is your name? He couldn't talk, all he could do was cry. And uh, I started thinking, I said, why would anybody name their child demon? And um, it became very difficult. And uh, the child I learned, I think the teacher or whoever it was called me and said, that is a big trouble they have in that environment. That they keep telling parents, don't name a child a name that sounds funny, that people cannot pronounce. Because people cannot pronounce that name, they would mutilate the name and it will affect the child that the way I struggled to accept that name because it didn't sound well and you will not even pronounce it. He said, that is the problem everybody has with that name. So when you ask a child, what is your name? The child will start crying. And uh, he said, one day the child says, he has been having dreams of all kinds of things happening to him. When people call his name, this is what he sees, this is what he sees. So I think I can't remember whether it was a Sunday school teacher or a classroom teacher, but um, they compelled me to pray for the child outside the environment. That was when they spelled out the name of the child for me. And I said, I've never heard this name or seen this name before. I said, I have heard the name Didymus, but I've not heard the name Damien. And I said, they should speak to the parents that this boy is being tormented by that name because 
every environment and what they accept in that particular environment, they don't know that name and they don't know the meaning, you know? So there are certain things that sometimes is very hard to explain and to understand. And uh, today that makes up the focus of mine, of the teaching about Zebulon. That the reason the father would jump Issachar, the seventh child and all the other children and go straight to the 10th child was because his character, his behavior shows that he was a defender. He defends the truth. He defends goodness. He defends the word of God. And uh, next week, you know, initially I thought there is not much information about Zebulon. But as I, you know, I said, God, there is something we have to know about Zebulon. Why? What is a special thing about Zebulon? What is a unique thing? And I bet you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. I am so happy that, you know, I, I, I didn't round it up, but now I have seen a pregnancy, a pregnancy with that name, a blessing with that name, a wisdom with that name. Leah was very intelligent, but at the same time, he was weak in certain areas of, his, of her life. But thank God for Jacob, that Jacob will fight everything that is not right, will reverse. So a lot of us have to work on reversing some things in our lives, in our environment. We have to reverse certain things in order for our lives to be where it ought to be. Amen. 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 Um, Dr. Dr. Pauline, Dr. Pauline, you, um, Dr. Pauline um, I, just wanna, I just wanna share um something about the name Damien. Because I have a Damien also. And um when I I first when I named him Damien, uh there was a movie that was out and the name of it was Damien Omen, where the, the boy was possessed. Right. And I, I felt so bad giving my child that name. I, you know, that was, that was a heavy guilt burden that laid on me because I, I felt like I gave my child a name that represented a demon. And um, I was afraid to even call him that name, you know, so we gave him another a pet name, you know, um, which wasn't better anyway. But then <laughs> what I learned from that is that, just like you say, you know, before we give our children name, we have to look at the meaning of the name. But I later on found out that it, the name of the two Damien were different. One is D-A-M-I-E-N and one is D-A-M-I-O-N. So that kind of let me find some peace and then I became a Christian. So that kind of changed. So I just want to share that about the Damien story. Thanks, Dr. Pauline. Sorry. For All right. Thank you for the, the knowledge, for the, for, for, for the knowledge, yeah. Yeah, Sister Carol, Evangelist Carol, please. Oh, okay. Um, you talk about um, Leah being not wise. You know, she was the one having 
all these children. We learn about um, Lina and um, uh, I mean, just let me. Oh, we learn about um, Lina and that other woman that was having children. I don't know why I'm missing her name right now. But Penina was happy because she was the one having children. Leah. And, um, no, I was just saying that you told us that Leah wasn't wise. She wasn't using wisdom. Um, there's a story about Penina. Oh, Penina uh, and Hannah. Okay, Penina and Penina Hannah. Penina and Hannah, yeah. Okay. So Penina was the one having children and that made her happy and caused her to mock Hannah. Now, Rachel and, and Leah, Leah was the one having children. Rachel wasn't having any. Why is she so miserable? <laughs> <laughs> we know that in those days when, when, when you mm. have children, mm. it, it was blessing. It was a blessing. I can't understand why why Leah was so miserable. I know, you know, uh, Hannah was loved more than Penina, just like how Rachel was loved more than Leah, but she, um, uh, Penina was the one having the children and that made her happy. Now, Rachel, Leah is the one having the children and she was still unhappy. Hmm. Because she didn't have the man. <laughs> I mean, she was a know, very unhappy woman. There are certain things that uh, we will reserve it to another time. <laughs> uh, you see, Americans are blessed, but. Uh, they don't cherish their blessing. You see, in the in in the polygamy society, where a man uh, marries four wives, approved four wives, approved by the government, <laughs> you share the days by order. And uh, sometimes they share the days according to the wealth of the man. And sometimes the first wife gets every other day, while all others will get once a week attention. Once a week attention. So the man practically stays with the first wife and it is the first wife who will say, today, go and see the second wife. Uh. And then we'll jump one day. And uh, on the third day, we'll say, go and see the third wife. And then there are cases where the woman, the first wife, allowed the man to see every woman once a week once a week so you are married but you only see 
your spouse once a week. But when it comes to house chores, if you are doing every morning, if your cleaning is every morning, breakfast and cleaning, you can't change that. Whether you're on duty or not, you have to be on duty for house chores. But you're only on duty for attention once a week or once a month. You know, uh, we read in the Bible that Solomon had uh, how many thousands wife? <laughs> we don't know how it worked. I know people who have up to 10 wives. 10 wives because they have money and the parents will even push them. The parents will sell them like slaves to the man because they will get money and they'll get monthly allowance. <laughs> so there are things that, um, you know, Christianity has changed the world. Christianity has changed the world. It's Christianity that made men stop marrying two, three wives. It's Christianity. But we don't appreciate it. America don't know what they are getting into with uh, religions that permit four or five wives. Very dangerous. Very, very. So anyway, anyhow, that is it for today. <laughs> All right. So Disconnected. Pardon? Any other? Okay, everybody, just take your communion, please. Yeah, take your communion, whether it's water, a cup of tea, whatever it is, or the communion elements. Father, we thank you and we bless you for the knowledge imparted into us today. That, Father, day by day, you are teaching us to live our lives. That we are not reading the Bible as a storybook, but we are reading the Bible as the gathering of wisdom, the gathering of knowledge, the application of the word of God, where we have failed, correct us, where we have been disappointed, encourage us, where we have been weak, strengthen us. The communion represents your word and your blood. Your word is a covenant and your commandments is a guidance as we eat and drink let your word be established in our character behavior and attitude and father enable us to make your word useful in our everyday activities that we will remember the story and we remember the application because the story tells us that somebody has gone through that procedure. 
and the commandments enables us to fear God and to do your will. So as we take the communion, let there be manifestation of your glory, of your presence, of your power. Heal us and deliver us from evil. And let your name be glorified in our lives. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless it for us. Eat ye and drink ye all of it. Amen. 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 All right. Any announcements before we go? Um, good evening, everyone. Just to remind us that this Saturday is our prayer breakfast. The prayer breakfast starts at 10 a.m. And so we're asking those of you who are able to come out on Thursday to help to put the, the hall together. So we'll need help to arrange the tables and chairs and um, make the place um, lovely for Saturday. Um, also, um, remember to try to collect what you have um, put out so that we'll come in with the dividends. Um, June one to four is Divine Encounter. Um, let us continue praying towards Divine Encounter and also let us also pray over um, our mission breakfast. The, we, we need the um, attendance, we need the financial support so because the mission must go on so let us endeavor to make it um successful okay good night okay everybody try to invite at least three persons if the people cannot come give them an envelope collect their donation and let them know that any donation that is 30 Plus, will receive uh, 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 a receipt. But we will not give a receipt to $5. The donation must be 30 plus for us to give a receipt, a tax receipt. So encourage them to come, encourage them to give. Amen. 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 All right, let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, the love, the love of God, and the and sweet of the Holy Spirit be with us now, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming and God bless you. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.